Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I can't remember what season I'm on anymore. I'm finding a new co-host. Hello, come right in. Rock, flag, and eagle. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rasnick, coming at you live once again from Austin, Texas, and we have Eric finally back on. I think it's been like years, and we already made a mistake. I went live, played the wrong video, already messing up, so, you know, in perfect Chairgate and fashion, but Eric, so nice to have you back. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Yeah, it has been a while. I think it's been it's been probably close to two years since it's been about probably a year and a half since I was last in Austin with any sort of regularity. So it's uh, yeah, it's good to be you're in Austin, but you got the U of H hat on, so that's uh, repping both sides. Both sides. I had to do it, man. Yeah, we just won. (laughs) We're going to the final four. Uh, Sorry for the show coming on late, but I had to watch that. That's never happened in my lifetime. And uh, (laughs) rocking my rocking my Bristol shirt. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You can buy that on my at my merch. So follow the links. Classic. Um, Yeah, really, really happy to have you back, Eric. For anybody not aware, Dakota, I don't even know if you're aware. uh, When I first kind of started the podcast thing, I reached out to Eric, and I was like, "Dude, you're in Austin. I'm in Austin. Let's meet up." So he came over a a handful of times, helped me out a lot, helped me kind of get started in the NASCAR podcast game. Now he's like super famous. So superstar dude, superstar. Yeah, it's making, pretty cool. Making me blush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, we've we've recorded a few. I've I've seen your living room. I've pet your dog before. Gosh, good times. That's the one thing that's missing right now. I don't know what to do with my hands because usually I'd be pet, petting that yeah, adorable because adorable we used to not have the the visuals. So Ugh, we would oh, just goodness. be chilling on my couch in the living room. Yeah, good, good times. times uh coming up and eric's now famous i'm still pretty much the same level i'll probably never 
get above this. Hence the reason Dakota. I'm just anybody's happy unaware. To be on the video, yeah, he's my I'm co-host. Here. <laughs> yeah, and I apologize for him being here for everyone listening. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh there we go. We got a comment from a first time. Hey, viewer. Brian. First time watch. Oh, do we, is that something? Oh. I only have water here. Hey. Cheers that's that's what we do. I wasn't gonna, yeah, I wasn't gonna force you into drinking. Um, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, where are you at now? Are you in Houston? Yeah, I'm in kind of the the suburbs of Houston. Um, Back home, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been. I'm in a new place, but it's kind of nice to be Fancy. in somewhat familiar territory after spending on and off time and on both coasts finishing up college. It's nice to kind of be more, yeah, comfortable yeah, territory. You've been, you've been traveling all over the country. It seems. Yeah, I mean, it's been good because I've been able to stop by a lot of racetracks that I've never been to before. Like, I've been to Miami for the first time, uh, Talladega for the first time, or Bristol, not dirt Bristol, but I've been to Br- – like, it's been great to go to tracks that I've never been to before. But, yeah, I spent a few months in Florida, a couple months in L.A., all over the place. But now I'm back in the great state of Texas where I, oh, where yeah. I very much enjoy it, especially Absolutely. this time of year where it's not cold, it's not hot yet. Beautiful. Yeah, it's like 80 <laughs> degrees and sunny outside. Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> just stay like this forever. But you know it won't. Yeah, I mean, you like I said, you've blown up since we used to talk. I feel like now Na- you're like on NASCAR shortlist now. When you go to races, <laughs> are they just like Eric, whatever you want, right this way, sir? Uh, no, not not quite that. It's not, NASCAR is still kind of like a rough around the edges sport. You got to grind for everything you get. But I've been fortunate. The few times I've been to races, you know, before the, the pandemic, since the pandemic, a lot of stuff has been closed off. You know, freaking right. drivers' wives are lucky to get into the racetrack these days. <laughs> you know, so I yeah, it's but occasionally you know I, I, they've hooked me up with some special access from time to time, which is really cool. It's all for the it's all for, in, in the name of content, making better content, making better videos, showing people things that they otherwise may not get to see from a different perspective that isn't the watered down perspective that Fox or NBC is going to show you. Um, so I've always been appreciative of that. But no, yeah, the last couple of years, NASCAR has been kind enough to reach out and sort of offer a little bit of that support. Yeah, I've always considered you know, there's like Bob Pockris and like the professional journalists. And then there was you and your group yeah. that was kind of in between there. And then there's like me and Dakota way over here where we're just like <laughs> hey, y'all, drinking y'all beers. And, hey, this yeah. is the charm of NASCAR. When I think NASCAR, I think this three dudes with Thank beers you. drinking beer from <laughs> Thank you know, you. all around the country. That's, that's the way to do it. That's Give what we're going fan for. Perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, and I apologize to everyone. My co-host is a Harvick fan, as you can tell from his you know, hideous shirt. Next time you want something, don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna get so much hate. Let's just uh, jump right into it. I'm gonna be honest right now. Me and Dakota uh, are working people, and <laughs> we when they reschedule things to folks. Monday in the middle of the day, especially Central Time, it started at three o'clock for me. I'm at work. I'm just trying to catch the race in between my like manager walking by. So, you know, I caught, I would say, majority of the race, definitely the end, because I've gotten home to catch the end. Uh, Dakota, I think he barely I watched streamed, anything. I watched the whole race. I streamed it on my iPad at work. I was just working while all I was right, watching. All right, fine. So I'm the only person that actually works, apparently. Uh, so oh Eric, that way, he's going to be our, like, resident professional. Uh, I'll be the fact checker. If yeah, you'll get exactly. something wrong, I'll be like, no, no, no. Was, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be the CNN fact checker at the bottom telling us what we got wrong. Um, I guess let's just go around real quick for at least what we've seen. Did y'all enjoy the race? Let's just open it up to that. Did you even enjoy the race? Was it a good race? We'll start race? with Eric. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought... 
I thought it was a pleasant surprise. I was one of those fans that when it was first announced, I was a little skeptical. I was a little, I wasn't, I was a little bit of a naysayer because I love Bristol as it is. It's my favorite track. So when I heard they were taking one of its normal races and turning it into an experimental dirt race, I, you know, part of me was excited because I'm not one of those fans that thinks that NASCAR is only built for asphalt ovals. It's like, like road courses, no dirt tracks. No, like if they want to throw a road course or a dirt track out, like go for it, try it. But I wasn't happy about them taking a Bristol date away. But, you know, still, as we get closer and closer, the whole week leading up to this week's event, it's like, you know, I was getting hyped. I was excited. It was going to be something new and special, but I was still in the back of my mind, a little bit worried that it was, it was going to be an embarrassment. It was going to be, it was going to make NASCAR look foolish. And we got glimpses of that with the rain coming, adding an extra obstacle, but like the truck heats yesterday, if y'all saw those where they ran one lap or, and then, or I guess it was two days ago, they ran one lap and then they had to park them because they had mud on the windshields. Trucks were overheating. It was kind of a mess, but great for memes though. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It'll be looked bad. People will make YouTube videos on that in a few years, but, um, but today weather was perfect. Track seemed to be very well prepared and, Honestly, aside from a few little hiccups here and there, track got really dusty at one point. They had to call an audible and switch to single file restarts. The beginning of the race maybe a little muddy. You had Kyle Busch get start overheating because he had mud on the grill. Aside from a couple hiccups like that, for uh, the first ever cup dirt race in 50-plus years, first time they'd converted Bristol into a dirt track like this for NASCAR, with all that in mind, this could have been a whole lot worse. I, I wouldn't even say it was just average. It wasn't just like survival. I thought it was actually a fun race for the most part. I think it also had to do with the parody through the field. Some of the faces we saw near the front were pleasant surprises. It wasn't just Harvick, Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Truex dominating the whole time. You had Daniel Suarez up there, Stenhouse late in the race, early on heavy favorites, Bell and Larson run into trouble. Like I think that unpredictableness of it was a pleasant surprise as well. Yeah, and I think you could say that kind of about the whole season so far. Um, there we go, Jacob. Good to hey, see you. Jacob. I think that's a good, you know, something you could say about the whole season. You know, we're seeing all these drivers, which we'll get into more. Um, Dakota, what did you think? Dude, like coming into this thing when they first announced it last year, I was on the bad side of the fence where I was like, are we seriously going to cover Bristol and dirt? Why are we doing like, why we could go to a real dirt track. That was kind of where I was. And the closer it got and the more marketing Fox was going on, I was like, okay, you know, maybe I should give this a shot. And when they practiced Friday, I was like, dude, this is kind of badass. Like, the cars are <laughs> sliding to the corner. Like, this is different. I'll I'll be open-minded and accepting. Then we had the whole rain fiasco. The creek rises in Bristol every year when it rains. And the spring date gets rain every year. I think this would have been a perfect knockout of the park if we moved it to a summer date maybe. I don't know. But anyways, the race-wise, it was kind of – there was times where I was like, oh, God, like the the truck mud on Saturday, and then the truck race seemed flawless. So there was a couple of hic- cautions here and there. But then we get to the cup race, and it just like typical old-school Bristol, once they got that groove going, it was like the bottom line bump and run. And then if somebody wrecks, they're going to get piled into. And um, I think for the first go-around, the race was – I mean, it was – they hit it good. They did it – Fox did good. The race was good, but I think we learned a lot for if we're going to do this again next year. Now they know what we can do and what we can't do. But um, yeah, I, mean, I liked I it. Mean, I liked it. Unfortunately, my opinion isn't really different than y'all's. So nobody's <laughs> nobody here has a hot take, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think going into it when they announced it, I was excited that they were willing to try something different. Um, that was really – I was like, okay, NASCAR is actually interested in trying something new. I like that. Uh, Dakota, I agree with you. I was like, why don't we just go to like Eldora or some 
actual dirt race? Why are we just taking Bristol away like this? So I was skeptical, but Dakota, like you said, the closer we are getting with all the marketing and all the hype, I was like, you know what? I don't know how this is going to go. I'm being negative for no reason, which I'm very good at. But <laughs> I was like, I'm just being negative. Like, let's just see how it goes. And then I'll, you know, build an opinion based on that. And I think overall, obviously, we had the issues with rain, which we're going to get into here in a second. But when it actually came to the race, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed the race um, like the whole time. I was like, wow, this is actually fun to watch. And watching dirt racing is fun. So, (laughs) I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. uh, And I'm excited for it again next year, which we'll talk about as well. But I guess let's let's bring up the the weekend problem right with the rain with the flooding which eric i think one of your buddies got famous off of uh (laughs) with his with his video (laughs) yeah yeah my boy danny got his clip picked up by a sports center espn showed it off but no yeah yeah i mean he's at the track he's from tennessee so he's familiar with the area and he told me he had not seen flooding like that and you know he's been traveling to bristol he's been he sat through many of those rain delays you talked about in the spring I think that was the first time he said he'd ever seen rain quite that heavy. Yeah, I mean, that was that was crazy. I, I agree with Dakota. Like, I feel like they should have saw that coming. They were like, okay, it's Bristol this time of year. It's probably going to rain. And when it comes to covering an entire track in dirt, that is not a good <laughs> thing to happen. So I think the scheduling was kind of weird for all this. But it definitely dampened the mood literally and figuratively it dampened everything because we were all really excited going into the weekend. And then for them to be like, never mind, we got to push this back, postpone it. They postpone it to a Monday when everyone's at work. I was like, this is a tragedy. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Thankfully the race was actually good. Dakota, what were you going to say? Literally like in the preview episode we had last week or whatever, I was like, what are we going to do if it rains? Y'all know it rains. You did say that. Every spring yep. Bristol race, we get some sort of weather. Remember, snow, rain, snow, rain. And it's like, why did we do this in March, dude? Tennessee and March don't mix. But you can't control weather. The weather was good all week. Then it rained on Saturday and Sunday. And then the weather's good all this week again in Bristol. So it's really like if we have any good NASCAR event, rain's like, I, I got you, dude. I got you. Daytona 500, <laughs> rain's going to be there, dude. It's because DW's <laughs> not around. We need him yeah. to bring the vor- vortex we, back. We need that vortex. Superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with what you get what you said at the beginning, Dakota. The idea that you know, if there was anything NASCAR could have done in hindsight, is obviously not schedule this for late March, early April, and instead push it to May or June when maybe rain's a little less likely. But at the same time, you also hit on it right there. Like all this next week, it's all sunny. Most of last week, it was sunny. You just it still ultimately comes down to just bad luck. You know, NASCAR's mm-hmm. had no good fortune the last couple of years, especially when it comes to these big big events because i'm with you it it killed the mood um and it wasn't just like a small rain shower like a little rain shower here or there might you know they could have worked with that might delay things a little bit but some of that would have been good for the track get rid of some of that dust you know water the track down a little bit that might have been a positive thing but the the monsoon they were hit with instead saturday and sunday that just i mean just worst possible case worst possible case. honestly even if it wasn't a dirt race even if it was being run on the concrete surface they right. might have canceled it yesterday because how much rain it, track. Was. it was yeah, yeah. flooded everywhere the whole parking lot was a late <laughs> and um yeah. jacob here has a good idea i think yeah. we talked about this last episode dakota i think we might have brought this up it, it would be interesting if they utilize this possibility to keep running dirt of bringing back 
old tracks, you know, Rockingham <laughs> covering dirt. I don't know. <laughs> Just crazy stuff like that. Like they're trying different things. I think North Wilkesboro would be really fun covered in dirt. Obviously they need, they have a lot of work to do in the grandstands. Um, the safer barriers, I don't think would even matter because they didn't have those. They'd have them tonight. This race. So that would be something interesting though, is like what other tracks could we run dirt at? I don't know if y'all have any ideas, but I, I mean, no NASCAR has announced like they're doing the same race next year. So this is all hypothetical, but if you could pick one other track, what would you like to see the cup cars run dirt on? Like on the current schedule or it doesn't have to be current schedule. If you just have like a track in your head that you'd be like, that would be fun to get on the schedule or I like this track, but it would be fun to see on dirt. Well, as stale as Richmond's been lately, what if they did Richmond? I mean, I'm I, not even, I, mean Richmond. I don't even, I don't even know about this, but like, if we're going to start covering pavement tracks and dirt, I mean, Richmond would be, it could use some pizzazz here lately. Yeah. Richmond would have been my first choice and you could bill it to the old school fans as like, Hey, Richmond originally was a dirt track and way yeah, back in the day, decades ago, you know? So this is actually what you want. You want to go back to yours. You can, sell, you can you know, sell it like that perhaps. Now I think Richmond would be fun, but I, as we've all kind of hit on, I would, think if nascar ever does get to where every year there's at least one dirt race you know on the schedule i don't think they're going to jump the shark and put like six but if there's just like one a year i'd like to see them eventually graduate towards a purpose-built dirt track either build a new track you know they're they're building a brand new auto club speedway you know things like like build a new dirt track or go to eldora or knoxville you know bite the bullet mend that relationship with tony stewart head to head to eldora fits 30 40,000 fans that's what you that's what that would be great and i think drivers and and the industry alike would applaud that does anyone know the actual anyone here at least know the actual story with the falling out with nascar and tony stewart and why they took eldora off and i it has to do with nascar wanted a dirt race to shake things up fox wanted a dirt race as well for a ratings boost because they were upset they'd lost practice and qualifying and lost those ratings this last year and a half and so they wanted a dirt race nascar said okay how about Bristol because it seats 150,000 people. And with COVID, we could still probably get 30 or 40,000 people in there. And that'd be a huge crowd. And so Tony Stewart without even found out like a day before it was announced that NASCAR was going to announce a Bristol dirt race. And apparently Tony Stewart was really upset about that. And he immediately got his people on the phone and got them in contact with NASCAR chewed him out it sounds like and then asked nascar point blank if if there would ever be a cup race at eldora nascar said that wasn't in the plans tony stewart subsequently worked on backing out of their truck series contract (laughs) so apparently that's that's smoke for you Uh, yeah i don't think i I don't think it was the only reason he pulled it off the truck schedule (laughs) but it certainly seemed to be the the driving force that's a huge slap in the face to tony i mean he's like the truck series the truck series and then like hey man cup y'all want to come out here and they're like how about we'll call Bristol and dirt? What the? <laughs> <laughs> He'd been lobbying NASCAR to put or for a cup race, you know, for years, ever since truck started going there in 2013. It obviously wasn't feasible in 2013, but in 2021, when, you know, some cup races like Watkins Glen will sell out every year, but it seats like maybe 40,000. That's not including all the camping space, but it's not a huge capacity crowd, you know, by other yeah. NASCAR track standards. So Eldora was starting to kind of fall in that ballpark range of something NASCAR, like the cup cars could realistically do. And yeah, I, I don't blame him for being upset. You know, was it the 
right business decision to drop one of your biggest events, you know, the truck series race off your schedule out of spite. I don't know if that makes a lot of business sense from Tony Stewart's perspective, but you know, he's a man of principle and he's sticking to his, he's a fighter. He likes to fight. Yeah. And I think he saw the fight and he ran towards it. Um, Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think. Hey, if you've had a bladder leak today, listen up. I get it. I tried pills and pads for years but couldn't find relief until I found Axonics Therapy. It's a tiny device that put me back in control of my bladder. Why not see if it could work for you? Visit findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Eldora would actually be great when they're allowed like 100% capacity again. Mm-hmm. Because with the limited capacity, I could see the argument is like, well, I mean, the, the capacity of that track is already so low. If we have limited. I mean, there's, there's like hardly anybody going mm-hmm. to the race. Full capacity, though, I mean, you would sell that thing out and some. Like, the tickets would be expensive. Add some bleachers, 30,000, sell that bitch out immediately. Well, you know, does anybody know what the. Track? Does anyone know what the capacity is, like off the top of their head? Elbor, I think it's thirty thousand, but I don't. I was going to say around thirty or forty. Yeah. I that think might, that's. An, I think that's enough. Honestly. That might be just that, yeah. an estimate. I don't know if it's all grandstands or if people sit on the hill and watch. Like I don't yeah. exactly know what it is. That I feel like it's capacity, a pretty big dude, for a dirt track, though. Yeah, I think that's that's the route they should go. I don't know if NASCAR ever will, but I could just see this in like three years. We're back at full capacity. They keep trying to run the dirt at Bristol and eventually people stop showing up just like we've seen at Bristol and it's half empty and it looks terrible on TV. Even half empty, I get it's still like 60,000 people, uh, but it just it doesn't look good. And so I think it honestly might be smart to go to a 40,000, 50,000 capacity uh, racetrack for dirt and just fill it up. I mean, sell that thing out. It would look good on TV. One thing I hope we do, like I I saw just a little buzz while I was on the ride home and was like, hey, y'all like road courses. Here's 18 road courses. Hey, y'all like dirt racing. I hope that we just keep this as like a one special event once a year. We're going to cover Bristol and dirt and do a dirt race. Not, hey, we're going to bring y'all three or four dirt races next year. That'll kind of be sour in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think they would rush this. Yeah, I think yeah. even this year, the jumping from two, three road courses to seven was too much too soon. So I if agree. they do that with dirt, with dirt tracks, especially if they if they even introduce a second one next year, I think that's too fast. I think you're yeah. you're you're uh, sabotaging each dirt race by adding more because now you're splitting the fan base a bit more. You're splitting ticket sales. Like keep the one dirt track if you're going to keep it that way. Keep it special. And like same thing when they're talking about adding street courses. Like there's a real chance to add a street course in a couple of years. I don't want to see four street courses. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I just went off on that in the last I, episode. <laughs> I don't want to see all that. Like if they do one, I don't know what your take on it was, but if they do one, like I'd love to see them try once, but no, you, you can't just, you can't say one was a success. Let's do, let's flood it with 12. Um, like, no, you got to be slow and steady and, and things with that. Speaking of new road courses, are you coming to the Austin race? I will be there. Yes. Two you need a place to stay. I got a guest room. 
I I actually have a place to stay, but are you going to be at the racetrack? Oh, I'll be there. Oh, 100%. Hey, we'll I'll be there. Oh, yeah. My dad's going to be there. A couple of my friends are going to be there. Travel, they're flying in. So it's going to be a show. It's Some of the YouTube friends? Yes. Yeah, a few of them are going to uh, be there. I haven't got to meet them in person, so that'll be a lot of fun. Big. Yeah, so we'll have to meet up and do something. Um, I, I'm going to try to like coerce you into staying at my place but you know i haven't seen your place yet so i still yeah, got, I got a, a new, place. new place at least right on riverside place. it's great it's right on the water mm-hmm. yeah you would stay in this room this is the guest room look at this oh that's All a party NASCAR, yeah. allison was an ad at or whatever was some star wars robot back there <laughs> yeah atat i think um rusty over there i got the signed guitar i think i you've seen that one. Oh yeah the, the, the daryl walter Darryl, yeah, yeah because <laughs> he's a famous musician as everyone knows that's oh, why course. he signs the guitar Golden um pipes. yeah exactly so uh, initially when they said that this was just going to be like a normal race for points um and winner gets into playoffs i was kind of upset because i was like i don't think we should do it like that but honestly after the race and we're if we're going to do this every year i'm for it at this point i don't know what y'all's take on that is I thought this would have been a great chance to make a crazy ass all star race. I I think uh, all star. Okay, thirty k like, was right. All star would have been like a a really good like show out. It's freaking nuts, million dollars dirt race. I was kind of salty about this is gonna be a points race. We have no idea what's gonna happen. But then after at like you at the end, I was kind of like, you know, we saw some unfamiliar faces in the top five and top ten. But hey, Joey Logano was up there. Denny Hamlin battling for the lead. Classic, you know, cream rise to the top. Um, it was just it was fine for a points race at the end. Yeah, I'm with you. Just the unknowns at first of whether or not this was even going to you know, successfully be pulled off. Was it going to be a total a total mess? I think we didn't know that. So yeah, when it was first announced, I, I thought maybe when it was first rumored that they were talking about turning Bristol into a dirt track, I thought, oh, that must be for the All Star race because remember last right. year Bristol hosted the All Star race, so I thought, yeah. oh, this is going to tie in there somehow and then it was revealed no it's gonna be a points race i i had the same sort of i was apprehensive in the same way at first but i'm with you i i think i think all three of us here were pleasantly surprised by what what the end product turned out to be especially with all the unknowns coming in and all the obstacles they faced this weekend alone with the weather and, and having to you know adjust the the stage lengths because tire wear was more than they thought you know with all those different issues that they had to adapt to just this weekend alone it easily could have been a cluster. It could have been a mess, but it, it really wasn't. It was, for the most part, it still looked like a professional sporting event with contenders really having to drive their race cars better than the rest to, to run up front and win. And I think the the thing that sold me where it's like, no, it should be a point race is, is the fact that they are going to continue this. That's when I was like, okay, if they're going to keep doing this, then we definitely should be running for points because they've run this race. They know what it's going to be like. So the next year, they're a little bit more prepared. I still, I think think this one probably shouldn't have been a point race since it was the first time they've ever mm-hmm. done it and they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into be i think it's a little unfair a, but be more fun than the texas all-star race here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know about that one man <laughs> hey, at <laughs> least at least at least we don't have two 500 mile races there this year that's the yeah. one golden, one good thing about it and the one two texans will joke about that yeah. you know it's bad <laughs> we're Dude, not even I'm- proud of our own track I'm totally seeing this this dirt track thing like this. This is a new throwback race. This is for years to come, Ooh. probably the next five to ten years. Like the dirt race, the dirt race, the dirt race. Like it's going to be a thing. And it, I mean, it sold out immediately. I'm almost a little like I wouldn't mind going and checking out this dirt race one year. Uh, you know, it spikes interest. It's different. It's something like a you got to see it. It's only once a year, kind of sell out. Right. Event. 
that was my thing initially. I was kind of bummed that I wasn't going because I was like, who knows if they do this again? Like I'm missing this one opportunity. Right. But then when the rain came, I was like, oh, thank God. I didn't. <laughs> Dude, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I'm glad I wasn't at this month. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot more, a lot drier, a lot cleaner just on my couch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot more fun just hanging out here. Well, but that's the, one thing yeah. was like all the dust. Tim, Timmy Fiedel on Kevin Spotter, he was like, he had a point that there's stands all the way around the track, so there's no airflow. There's no air blowing the dust mm. out like a normal dirt yep. track. Wind would maybe carry the dust out. So all the dust is just circulating inside Bristol. You know, you've been there. You've seen it. It's all just going up. So it, it, there was a couple times they panned the camera. I couldn't even see what was on the track. Right. You just I think, saw dust and it's like some flash of a car. I think Eric had the best get up though. What was that? The picture you posted with the <laughs> goggles and the bandana. Those are like, I went to a World of Outlaws race a few weeks ago and I and I so I had all that stuff still out and that was my that was sort of my my vibe. Yeah. Well, that's I, why I was like, that's a real dirt race <laughs> outfit yeah, that, right there. That's what yeah, you like, have to wear. That's what you need. Like, cause I same thought as you, Dakota. I'm like, I might want to go to this thing in the next year or two, just because it does look like a spectacle. But yeah, it. You're gonna to need to be geared up. You can't go in there. You're definitely just, you gonna need a mask and goggles. <laughs> you'll need, yep. You'll need all the accessories, I think, to really enjoy yourself. Because that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That I guess Harvick Spotter made about the way the track is built. There is no way, nowhere for that air, that dirt, to really naturally escape. And I, yeah, I wonder. Like visibility was an issue. I don't think they announced it today, but I would kind of implore NASCAR to consider moving this to a Saturday night race next year just because the visibility we said, we said that last episode yeah too. the visibility yes. at night will that you know that that obstacle which certainly was responsible for, for some incidents and plenty of driver complaints and the cooler temperature yeah means. that will all go away and 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 so I I think that's something they should consider that's what dirt races are though Saturday night yeah, races that's usually. literally that's like the we tradition said. We would have yeah. been ruined by rain either way this weekend, but <laughs> hey, you're going to do the marquee dirt race, NASCAR Cup cars on dirt, and you run it on a. You were going to run it on a Sunday afternoon. Like That's this would like, have been the perfect Saturday night, big bang lights cars. Like it's, this needed to be a night race. It's like high school football on a Wednesday night. You're like that yeah. just doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's not when you do that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's a Texas thing. I don't know, but. I guess speaking of this whole dilemma with the the weather and having to go to a terrible time on Monday because they I, I think it was because they didn't want to like compete with March Madness I assume probably that's why I, they did it because right after the race time? I turned on the Houston game and that was the first Elite Eight game so I don't know I don't know what's it, on Fox and is Fox does Fox host any of the, the March Madness I don't know I don't I don't know if it was even because of Fox or if they were just like everyone's going to be watching March Madness which I mean I was yeah. um so I get, this goes back to the point though I've seen a lot of people saying this online saying well NASCAR just needs like their own streaming service where um you pay a subscription and you get all the content like all the time there wouldn't even be ads you would just watch constant cars um I mean, what do y'all think? Would this be possible? I'm not the I, media guy. I don't. I mean, I mean, neither. I mean, I am, but I'm not tied into that part of the business. I, I, it, I feel like it is possible. Now, the question is whether or not it would people would buy into it. You know, I don't know how quick. You know, I think a large part of NASCAR's core fan base, as much as they complain about the cost of cable and stuff, they're not the audience that's going to just naturally cut the cord and go 
pick up this new, right. newfangled streaming yeah. service. So I, I worry that NASCAR's core audience. What you're trying make- to say is NASCAR's core audience is 50 plus white conservative males. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, he's like trying to politically <laughs> say. We keep, like, really, we keep it real on this show. <laughs> hey, it's not even the political affiliation. It's really just the age. It's just it the is. Age. No, that is the their honest. The yeah, that's their demographic. How like, do I honestly. subscribe to this? Yeah. yeah. Be so, like, do I need to upgrade my anyway? I've actually had fans <laughs> that say I don't know some places in the country, like they they even streaming like on YouTube is a difficult thing. Like it, you know, internet yeah. access is not evenly right. distributed around the country. Like I don't know where you live, Dakota, but I know me and uh, the two of us are up in are in big cities where you know we have plenty of access to all sorts of great internet options and things like that. And so it's it's no big deal. But I, I think it would be possible. I, I absolutely think it would be possible. And I, I know I would pay a subscription for it because if, if NASCAR gets a dedicated streaming service where they have like, you know, race hub and shows like that are on there, as well as, you know, live races with no commercials, maybe even past races, there's like an archive in there. Yeah. If NASCAR comes out with something replays. like that. I'd cut, I wouldn't need cable right now. I only have cable really for NASCAR. You know, exactly, dude. I, I can, you know, get MLB TV and watch my watch baseball. I can pay for like the two or three sports live sports things that I want. And then I could, you know, Netflix or whatever it is. And, and I'm good. I'm done. So it really is. You know, for me, it would be a good deal. I would love it. But I don't well, know about a lot of other fans. Here, I don't here's know if it make pitch. business sense for NASCAR. I've, I've been thinking about this. Here's my pitch. I don't know what their contracts like with Fox and what CBS and NBC, I don't know, whatever the alphabet is that they have. Um, (laughs) Here would be my pitch is that you partner with a streaming service that already does races like dirt races and stuff like that, because to watch a lot of dirt races, it's just strictly streaming services. Mm. You partner with one of them and they handle all of your streaming. And that way you can, people could pay a subscription just to watch NASCAR 24 seven, you know, no commercials, no nothing. But you still keep your deals with the cable companies. They just somebody else takes over streaming. That's I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, I would definitely go that route. But just Dude, an idea. I'll I've been it, reading a lot about it. Fox has honestly, this has been one of the best years of Fox broadcast I think I've seen in a while. They've definitely stepped it up. Yeah, to almost match NBC. Um, but I think it was like lap six in the truck race. They went to commercial. Like we're kicking off, we're kicking off dirt racing. We've been rained out all weekend and they just started the truck race and I was watching it at work and they flipped, they flipped a commercial and I was like, dude, it's like lap 10. What the hell? Like, what are we doing here? But I mean, I, I get it though, because that's how they make somebody's got to pay the pills. Yeah. But it's like the truck race seemed like they're like commercial, 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 commercial. Whereas if we had a streaming service, that wouldn't be an issue. So some people that don't want to pay. They have their cable. They can watch the commercials. The people, like the dedicated people, would be like, "No, I'll pay like a hundred dollars a year or whatever it'll be, just to I'd have the content one hundred percent." And then, like Eric said, archived races, because all the streaming services that do dirt races, they they have that. They'll have twenty four hour content, archived races, uh, live events, shows afterwards. It's like it's pretty cool, honestly. If I if you're like into dirt racing, there's some really good streaming services that just make it stuff. like Speed Channel, old school Speed Channel. Essentially, like yeah, just yeah, make it dude. Speed Channel. Like uh, that's what we need again. Late night, yeah. play Monster Truck Madness. You know, just whatever, <laughs> whatever we gotta do, just play racing. If NASCAR is not on, put some dirt races on, put some motocross, some yeah. drag racing, whatever. Yeah, I would love that. 
Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. None like this would happen until at least 2024 when the current TV deal That's when the renegotiation. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I would be shocked if it happens, but it, it would be, you know, we'd be fans of it. I think we would all like it. My only other fear is if NASCAR then took charge of all the broadcasts, you know, would the quality of the actual broadcast, race broadcast Well, NASCAR wouldn't take control of the broadcast. What they would do is sell the rights to the streaming service. So, so it would like, depend on the quality of that streaming service. Well, if NASCAR forms their own network or service. Oh, if they form their own. I was saying just join one that already does all racing. And that oh, way I you see, just have constant racing content. Yeah. I, well, I know just watching races on like Mav TV and and, thing, and like Speed 51. I mean, their quality is nowhere near as good as Fox. Yeah, they, have to they don't have the budget. Up. They don't have the budget. So you'd have exactly. to ensure that whoever is actually showing the races has the same budget. or has well, the, sports, they got a good... Good yeah, so, I, I would love it if, if they could meet those few set of demands. I just don't right. know if the business is there. So I wouldn't count on it with NASCAR. I mean, the, heck, the fact that like even the NBA hasn't really fully gone that way. I mean, yeah, you can get like NBA TV, but there's all sorts of restrictions. If I get NBA TV, I can't watch the Rockets where I live. You know, it's all blacked right. out because of antiquated TV deals and things. So like, no other sport has fully made that, that jump that I know of. So I can't imagine NASCAR, <laughs> NASCAR be the sport. I just feel like NASCAR, respect. NASCAR should do it. You know what I mean? Like be, they, they need I, to be cutting edge. In my I would opinion. love it. They're I don't compete. know if there's business sense in it. Just again, going back to the, the, what the 50 year old white conservative nailed right. I just don't know if that audience would buy into it. I yeah. Don't, I don't no, know. I'm with you. I don't <laughs> think they should completely go away from cable or anything like that. Yeah. That would, that would be suicide for them. I just feel like it would be interesting, and I think a good move to at least nudge into streaming, like open that up a little bit. Let's we'll see, see what they have. We'll see. Honestly, even this year, let's not rule out streaming entirely because NBC Sports is supposed to be going away this year. We could see yeah. some NASCAR content only streamed on Peacock. And yeah, Peacock's I, booming right now, dude. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't think they're going to stream any races on yeah, Peacock, but, at least not exclusively, but we might. Maybe there's practice sessions, which I guess there's really none was, of those this year. Yeah. We could see a practice session. On Peacock this year. If I know IndyCar is going to have some stuff. I would be okay if they did that like 100%. They just did everything streaming on Peacock if they didn't do commercial breaks. Like if I'm paying for the mm. subscription, I don't want commercial breaks. And I could see them pulling some bullshit like that where Does you're paying have and like, still – They have like different ads. tiers, Dude, right? They do, yeah. One thing I did catch while I was working and saw – you know they did this. There, I remember it was the middle of a green flag run, and they pulled. It went side by side, and it was a it was a badass Toyota ad, and it was like back to dirt. You know this little oh, cool yeah. edit. But I was like, why are we cutting away from racing to show you how we got to dirt racing? And then they went right back to racing. I was. It was almost like they had to shove it in there real quick for a quick ad. I was like, dude, y'all could have played that during the commercial break. Why, why or, are we cutting away from racing here? Or if it was a streaming service. You just have like a 30-minute like episode if where they talk it, about how they back. did it. And they that like leads up to the race, like just content, content, content. That's yeah. I would love that as a person that doesn't have cable and I just want all instant content. Uh, I think the younger fans would like it. But yeah, it's just a topic that I saw floated around a lot, um, especially because of the rain uh, this week. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, dude, the Twitter warriors were out because of the rain. It was NASCAR's <laughs> fault that it rained. I, yeah. I kept seeing stuff, and I was like, where did the common sense go? Yeah, people always Twitter. Uh, like, <laughs> Twitter people never has. They're looking for an enemy. You know, always looking yeah. for a bad guy. Especially when yeah. I think when you're disappointed in something, you need someone to blame. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me. I I do it all the time. I can't blame them. I do it all the time. Any little thing that goes wrong, I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, NASCAR. <laughs> like even at work. Like I'll get in trouble at work. I'm like NASCAR again. I'm late to work because of you. <laughs> one I, one idea I had for this dirt race with the whole rain out was like, Ooh, you know, the already, idea. they're already spending like fucking million dollars, millions of dollars doing this whole dirt deal with the dirt loads of truck and everything. Truck loads of dirt and very technical why, language you're using. Why not? Doing. Why not buy, invest in like thousands of tarps? And cover the dirt. <laughs> I mean, they worked all night, but like, couldn't we have covered the track surface? And that was the one argument I had was like, yeah, if we had flooding, it would have been kind of dangerous for people to park and get in the grandstands. But however, the only argument I had was if this has been the concrete race, after that storm blew through, we would have dried that track and they could have maybe had an argument for a night race. Maybe. But, uh, that maybe. flooding was pretty bad. It was bad, but I'm Granny, just saying, it was worse than normal, though. Like, no one I think would have expected that much flooding. It's dirt. Like, couldn't we have covered it with something? I mean, hey, they cover the infield at baseball stadiums. I mean, I know it's a lot less That's surface area, but I, I mean, I had the same idea as well. I don't, point. I didn't think of it as like thousands of little tarps. Like, I thought oh, it was like more as like a couple they make big huge ones. tarps. Yeah. Little tarps. <laughs> okay, <laughs> buy, buy 80 tarps. 80 giant ass tarps. Put in charge. He's great. Guys, I got this. Give me the You missed that spot. You missed that spot. <laughs> you're fired i was but i, I i'm with you because if they had some tarps maybe they could have uh, like uh, saturday morning when it rained really hard they could have kept it covered saturday morning and at least gotten the heat races in before the uh, rain hit that night and i don't know okay yeah. i'm no geologist either but how many oh, you're pict- how many pictures do we have to see of that little creek going around bristol flooded through the freaking parking lot <laughs> i've seen that i've seen like every year it, it rains at bristol they're like this is the Bristol Motor Speedway. Check this out. And it's a whole lake out there. And it's like, dude, can't we do something about it? It's like reroute the creek around somewhere. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, looking back in the race, though, I think watching those cup cars sliding around the turns, I was just – I loved it. I loved every minute of watching those cars slide around the turns. Me, I was like, this is great. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is why people got so into stock car racing back in the day. I get it. Like, that's exciting to watch. Now we just need them to cover all of the Daytona 500 in sand, and then we'll be set. No. <laughs> they, they tried that for the road course race and took out our leader, Truex. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the, coolest thing to, the coolest thing to me was, like, you're, you know, we've, we've all been watching racing for years and stuff, and we're seeing these, you know, we're, we've complained about the package here and there, but we're seeing these cars just throw it down a freaking dirt road into a bank, like sliding. And and what was with the non-dirt racers prevailing in this race, it seemed? Like, That's oh, what I was raced, surprised by. He's never raced on dirt, and they were killing it. I, that was, I wonder, so that was the next thing I was going to actually bring okay. up. I, I think 
here I have I I saved this image. It has the the betting odds for like drivers and it has like Kyle Larson at plus 300. I don't know if y'all bet <laughs> or anything. Kyle Larson at plus 300, um Christopher Bell at plus 800, Chase Briscoe 12, Kyle Busch 12, Chase Elliott 12, Bowman, Austin Dillon. You know, some drivers that I think people were talking a lot about. Um Joey Logano plus twenty two hundred, pretty good odds. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I, Denny Hamlin plus fifteen hundred. Like, I these were not the drivers I was expecting to see, and I don't think anybody else was. I don't remember anyone really talking about them being contenders. How ironic was it that Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson were in the same wreck? I mean, like, yeah. just like everybody they wouldn't shut up about Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, and here they are just totaled <laughs> out of the race, and it was like, oh, well, this just got weird. Yeah, they went to a commercial break immediately, like before showing any replays, because I'm pretty <laughs> right. sure Mike Joy and Gordon and Boyer needed to, like, what are we going to say now? Like, they <laughs> had, like, hi- highlight packages of Bell and Larson that they hadn't right. used yet that they now the had dirt to, like, racers. throw away. Yeah, they're like, oh, we can't use those today. Scrap that. we got to figure out what we're going to talk about now. Now, I- I'm going on with that. Like, that's what surprised me the most is even in the truck race, Martin Truex Jr., he was up front. Yeah. I don't have any dirt experience. Yeah. Just wins right. on three stages. Nobody could touch him. Right, yeah. Haley Deegan, for example, I thought, hey, this is a good chance for her to run top ten. Nineteenth, that was the best she yeah. ran. She ran fifteenth at best all day long. Like I just the dirt regulars, you know, in the Cup race, Bell and Larson quickly drove up into the top five. They were probably going to battle for the win if they don't wreck, but Bell wrecked on his own. It was a driver error that spun himself out, and Larson got collected. So yeah. even in that case, they made a mistake. You didn't see Truex or Logano making that kind of mistake. Well, I guess Truex at the end there, I don't know, he had a tire go down or something, but. Um, but that was what's surprising because you look at the top five in that cup race, it was for the most part, Logano, Suarez. He literally said on TV, I don't know what I'm doing out here. <laughs> you had Hamlin up there. Like the top four or five almost all day long were not dirt guys at all. At the end, Newman got up in there. Stenhouse got up to second. But for most of the race, it was the non-dirt guys totally outshining the dirt guys. Now, yeah. I know like you know Hamlin, Logano, they're in really good cars. But like so is Chase Briscoe. And he didn't get a chance to show it. I mean, so is uh, Austin Dillon didn't have a great run. I really thought he was going to bring him up. I expected him to run so much better. As an Austin yeah. Dillon fan, this was the most I think I've ever been disappointed. Oh, yeah. be, just because I, I never go into a race being like, Austin's going to win this week. You know, I'm an Austin Dillon fan. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, if he makes like top 10, top five, I'm happy. This one, I was like, okay, this is his shot. Nobody's ready for it. He's on even playing field. So yeah, as an Austin Dillon fan, I was just disappointed. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I thought he would have ran a lot better because I thought he was good on dirt. But I mean, I, we say that, but I think I mean Ricky Stenhouse is a dirt guy. So yeah, but he so didn't show up until the green white checkered. I mean, he was yeah. coming back like he was in like eighth. Yeah, he yeah. was like eighth, tenth for a lot of while. Say, though, give him a couple more laps, and I think he. I think he would have got the win. I'm not obviously he, hypothetical, but he wouldn't have been afraid to run to the back of Logano the way Hamlin apparently right, was. Yeah. Hamlin was afraid of that confrontation. What was uh, that I saw, about? I saw everyone on Twitter saying Hamlin talks a big game on Twitter and in interviews. And then when it actually came into yeah. the moment where his team was hyping up, like, Hey, that's an aggressive guy in front of you. You got to like, go get him. Yeah. He just bailed. He had, he just, he had he every opportunity, there. dude. He was up yeah. there. I mean, they, we had some good, you know, green flag battles, but I was like, move him. Move him out of the way. Like, just this a little is the win. This it's is the dirt. win. It's yeah. dirt. You, it's okay. Like, that happens in dirt It's not like y'all have his tangled before. Like, 
Exactly. Like we all know if like, just take that final restart when Hamlin got a pretty good jump and instead chose to go high, you know, in that moment, if that was Logano with Hamlin in front of him, no way in hell Logano doesn't oh, try to oh, pull Hamlin no. out of the way. We all yeah. know he tried to knock right. the guy out of the way. So Hamlin knew that they even played the audio over the broadcast of his team telling him that. And Hamlin was, was too big a wuss to try it. Like that's everybody all in the booth was even like, uh Oh, here comes Hamlin. Like, like I, his crew I, chief's telling him go. I'm, I'm shocked. Like I, there's that narrative that Hamlin, you know, always, you know, comes up comes up short in the big moment and sometimes it's true and then there are times like in 2019 where his you know pit crew makes a mistake and that takes him out of contention right. and i'm like that's not his fault no. this is a case a perfect example of hamlin talks a big game all week long talks a big game on the radio during the race but when it actually comes down to making the move he doesn't even he doesn't he's afraid to try it and i i just to me that was you know that that proved that the narrative is real and that there's there's truth to it. And well, Hamlin tweeted afterwards that he wishes he had a second shot. Like I'll bet you do. Like, <laughs> right? You look like an idiot now. It's not how that works. You know. I so. mean, it's funny. He's the, the one guy you look back and you're like, he's not a champion. Like that's oh. you would you would think with the amount of wins he gets and how he competes. You know, Kurt Busch is a champion. <laughs> like, yeah, because not- he's ruthless. Kurt Busch is the kind of guy who will rough you up in the in a desperate moment. He Crash understands what he needs to yeah. add up versus versus play it safe. Well, Hamlin, Hamlin, he has a history of like, you know, he'll accidentally take out Chase Elliott in 2017. Oh. Obviously an accident. God he forbid. He just wrecked him. That was a Everybody hated deal. him, though. He that just, was like public enemy number one. Absolutely. He just doesn't. He's just he's now getting over that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe he's not. Maybe he was afraid if he took out Logano there, he would, he'd, he'd be hated again, which obviously he wouldn't. You know, people no, cheered. No, anyone that takes it. Yeah, what was that? Was that Chase Elliott when he took out Logano and everyone oh, yeah. just cheered no, people like, cheer. on their feet? Dude, yeah. That was, it was the, weird. The, pandemic race that nobody was at was to me the best race last year Mm -hmm. yeah that's true um but looking back even though joey logano won which um you know i i think i tweeted i was like only a joey logano win could actually make nascar fans wish that ricky sandhouse jr got a win because (laughs) no one no one likes to see joey logano win but it is interesting you know, Joey Logano gets a win at this point in the season. We're like, okay, what's that? His second win at least? No, this That's is first. seven races, seven different wins. It's and the wild, marketing dude. at the beginning of the season was like maybe the best season yet. And I always made fun of it because I was like, there's no way this is the best season yet. That's stupid. But <laughs> every race afterwards, I'm like, damn, this is a good season. Yeah, yeah, really. Good. The only letdown this year, really, like as far as just a race, was the Daytona 500. Un- unfortunately, because of that early ra- rain delay and then the early wreck that right. caused everyone to to ride around for two hours. Well, but, McDowell got a win. I mean, at, yeah, at the, the end, end it was still exactly. It was still kind of fun at the end when right. you saw who won and how it happened and everything. So, no, you're right. Like, I think Fox, you know, choosing that as their tagline for the season is 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 kind of dumb. Right. You're just asking to be made it's, fun it's of, funny, you know. Yeah, but. uh Hey, if if you like parody, if you like seeing different faces up front, yeah, this season has had everything for you. And talking about Stenhouse, you know, he finished second today. I don't think he's finished worse than 18th this year. Ricky Stenhouse in a JCG Doherty car. He's a good start, dude. Like, you see Suarez. What year are we in? <laughs> Suarez is up in the top 10 now. You know, like, even dude, Bubba Wallace the Disney team. Today. Yeah, even Bubba, they're, they're starting to run top 10. They just, things go wrong at the end that they're not finishing it, whether it's the bad pit call at Phoenix or today, I guess Stenhouse ran into him or something. He cut a tire or whatever the heck happened. So, you know, at, at least, you know, the new teams are running well, new faces at the front every single week. The only, the most consistent guy, I should pull up his stats right now, but like Hamlin, he hasn't won. He hasn't led hardly any laps. And, you know, we, we make fun of him for, you know, coming up short in the big moment, but credit to him. I think he's finished in the top five, like 
six times this year. Right, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's super consistent. Mm, yeah. But he, he has been, though. You know, that's what I'm saying. He's the type of driver that you you look back and you're like, wait, he's not a champion. Like, because he, he, he drives like one, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it is strange. But yeah, I think, like you said, um, if you like seeing different drivers win, this is the perfect season to get involved. I can't do. Can y'all remember the last time? What was the last year that we saw something like this? So many different winners. I think the record there, I think it was like 2001 or two where we had like 10 different winners to start the season. I think this is the most since then. We're getting close. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we're what, like, what do we need? 16, 16 races, 16 winners. That's what we're looking for. (laughs) We're looking, I'm just going to laugh at the end of all this. McDowell's at missing the playoffs because they run out of spots. I know, right? I feel so bad. I would hate that. Yeah. What's well, the thing is, look at everybody that hasn't won. You got Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, like all these big names in here that you know they're probably gonna get a win here or there. So that's just even gonna right? add. That's gonna add to our winner count. It's like, dude, this that little playoff spot's gonna get so tight come down to the playoffs. And that's and that was my point is we've had a lot of uh, individual winners, you know, seven races, seven winners, but a, a lot of the best drivers haven't won yet. And yeah. like you were saying, Dakota, they they kind of have to. Like we expect them to, right? At some point, you you just somewhere here and there, based on odds, they it seems like they have to. So yeah, for these drivers like McDowell, that's got the win, he's got to be sweating a little bit. Like, oh my god, like what's going on here, guys? Can we start to get some repeat winners? Because knowing McDowell, he does not want to be in that kind of situation. And God forbid anyone that hasn't already got a win, because your odds are getting slimmer and slimmer. Yeah, and the pressure this puts on teams like, like say, the 23, like Bubba Wallace's team, a team that, you know, they, you know, Michael Jordan says we expect to win. Bubba Wallace says not a learning process. Hamlin says, you know, they hope to make the playoffs this year, but, you know, that's what makes days like today where you run seventh all day but finish 28th. That's what makes these types of days so frustrating because right now he's pretty far out of playoff contention on points. And right. It's going to take a win. At some point, a lot of these guys like Bubba Wallace, like Ross Chastain or like a Chase Briscoe or – or you know, even down the stretch, we could even be talking about guys like like uh, Kyle Busch or Kevin Hart. Probably not Hart; right? he'll be consistent enough. But Eric Almarola is in a big hole. Matt Benedetto, even Alex Bowman, might be flirting with disaster. At some point, these guys may be in must-win scenarios, and we might still be in like July. Like it, it just might get that dire that quick. Dude, yeah, the early point, on, the points are wild right now. Early on the season, Austin was running well. You know, if you can't tell, I'm an Austin Dillon fan. Austin was running well, and I was like, I think he, he can point in this season because he's looking like he's running really well. But at this point, I'm like, no, he's got to win. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to have to get a win. And it's the same way with a lot of these drivers. Like, any other season, Bubba Wallace in this situation with a new team, all this, I would be like, he's not making the playoffs because uh, I don't see him getting a win. But I don't know. This season, I'm like, I don't want to predict anything anymore because I'm just going to be <laughs> wrong. I don't know who's going to win at this point. Right? It's crazy. No, I'm with you. It certainly is is difficult to predict. I mean, today everyone had Larson or Bell. They were mm-hmm. both wrecked out by the end of stage one. <laughs> like it's just that yeah. kind of season. Yeah, I I mean I don't know what's going to happen. You know, we're going to Coda. That's a totally new track. I know it's a road course, and certain drivers are better at road courses than others. But it's a totally new track, so you know that things can happen. And this season has been like that, where it's hard to predict. I don't know what's going to happen. Like you said, people were just you know throwing the bank at. Kyle Larson, because he's such a good dirt driver. But I said um, a couple of weeks ago, I think, Dakota, when I was like, he's great on dirt. He's great on dirt in sprint cars. 
This is a yeah. cup car. Like, we don't know how he's going to drive. And granted, he did drive well, but that was kind of my point. It's like there's so many new things this season. It's kind of hard to predict. I mean, you can say, yeah. you know, certain drivers are good on dirt, but have you ever seen them in a cup car on dirt? Because I haven't. Well, I know, like, all last year, everybody and their mama was complaining about the package, the package, the package. But right. And we've had we've had some great races so far this year. We've had some, you know, that were okay. But – so far, the races have been so nuts. We have all has there been winners. a has there just been in like a bad race this year? I'm trying to think. Well, everybody that wasn't at Atlanta liked to complain about Atlanta, but I <laughs> oh there, yeah, Eric, I had you a, at Atlanta. We I were had both a there. great time, and it was awesome. That's true. We were drunk at at Atlanta, so we loved it. <laughs> That'll help. Yeah, that uh, helps a lot. Eric, you were not there actually. Let's let's get your opinion. Was Atlanta a bad race um, as a viewer, like on at home? I I what did I, how did I score it on my show? I believe I gave it an even basically a five out of ten. I thought it okay. was average. I thought it was a drag. I'm trying to now remember it. I mean Larson, it was kind of interesting, you know, kind of fun to see how many cars Larson would put a lap down. But if you're not a Kyle Larson fan, I imagine it got tedious after a while. But that being said, the finish, yeah, that's what I jokingly said. It was a race like that didn't deserve such a a nail biting, you know, surprising finish with Blaney all of a sudden coming on strong right. with fresher tires or not fresher tires, just yeah. saved his tires better. Fire management, and, baby. And you know, maybe getting a little bit of help from his teammate, but I think he was going to catch Larson either way. You know, mm-hmm. you know it was again unpredictable. Even even what seemed to be the most predictable race ever when Larson had a 12 second lead at multiple yeah. points during the event turned out to be unpredictable. You know, it's not because he got he, you know, Noah Gregson, like someone wrecked right in front of him and took him out with three to go. No, it was just he all of a sudden his car wasn't as good on the long runs. Blaney's team made the magical adjustment and he played, played it smart in that final run. So uh, Atlanta was fine. I, I, I don't know where you guys land on this. I know I, I myself and many other people I know are starting to accept that, Hey, Atlanta needs to be repaved or reconfigured or something. Well, what just, I said on our show. We talked about this on the show when I was in Atlanta with Dakota and I was hanging out with his buddies they all really cool guys, by the way. He's got a really good group of NASCAR uh, friends down there that go to all the races. Um, they brought up the fact that there's like rendering of completely reconfiguring the track, like building everything around the track, kind of making it like a Kansas with like hotels and water parks and what all that said, fun stuff. Big casino. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Which would be really cool because I love Kansas. Uh, it's very underrated as a place to go watch a race. But I think just instead of repaving it, a whole reconfiguration would actually be really exciting. Just mix it yeah. up completely. Yeah, I've seen those same renderings and plans. I don't know if that's in their budget. I know the like general manager of the track said that, yeah, they're probably at least going to repave it here in the next year. But yeah, I don't know. They've talked about putting a casino, restoring it to its old configuration. There was I've seen mm-hmm. one of the renderings that showed like roller coasters and shit like in the backyard. I'm like, that's kind of <laughs> cool, but I don't know if that's feasible. Oh, that so, would be cool. Yeah, I'd but, love to see it. I don't as, think it'll happen. As we go down this it. rabbit hole, the, to me, like the sooner we repave it, the sooner that surface can start aging. It's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you're putting off the inevitable here. Like repave the motherfucker. We gotta we we gotta do this, and then all the rendering stuff is like it. I live right down the road from Atlanta Motor Speedway, and it's like right down the road. What are we? I'm what are all, we like thirty minutes away. It was all awesome. not even. I'm all stoked yeah, for like, hey, bring on that championship race, bring it back to Atlanta. That's a whole spill. It's going back to Atlanta, but then I'm also like, I don't want all these people living in my fucking hometown, or all these all this all this <laughs> all these traffic, tourists. all this traffic and tourism. <laughs> I'm like crap. But nah, it, it's it gotta would go be, back to Homestead, man. That, it would that, be cool, man. Homestead was great, uh, and it continues to prove that I think it's the best. It's probably going to be a while before they go back to Homestead. I know. It's too bad. 
But yeah, I mean, a reconfiguration I think would be ideal. Like Eric said, I don't know what if that's ever going to happen. But with how much crazy shit's been going on in NASCAR, well, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like yeah, everyone's now like willing to invest, you know, into the future. The idea of the yeah. future. I so you know, sky's the limit. You know, they're, they're ripping out Auto Club Speedway and turning it into a half mile short track. Like what I, I, I could totally see it. that being. They're going to redo it, make it all Phoenix like with the whole. That could be a cool. championship race, and then knows. that will get the championship race. You know, in the next five to right. ten years, I could see hey, that. Maybe Atlanta. Maybe if Atlanta is is able to pitch the idea of, hey, we're going to do it all up out of freaking Disney World next door, put a yeah. casino next door, all this great stuff. That could be their pitch for the for the championship hey, race. Yeah, I I mean I'm all for couldn't it, agree dude. more. Bring it back I, down. I'm cool with. I'm honestly cool with the champ race changing every freaking year. Every year it's a different track. You don't know what it's going to be until the season's release. Every year we have a different <laughs> champ track. Yeah, I mean, at this point, why not just rotate it, I guess? Like, fuck it. Who cares? Well, then it's like, hey, the championships at that race, I need to go. I need to go because that's my home track yeah. or that's close drive. It helps, drive helps out it. some of the tracks that don't get a yeah. lot of the attention. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. And for any of my fans listening, I, I, I don't think there's a single person that follows me that doesn't already watch your content, Eric. I'm going to be honest. I usually <laughs> like to give out shout outs and be like, go check out. But like... It's Eric. The Godfather, dude. Like, yeah, y'all already watch his content. I mean, he helped build up my audience to begin with. So I don't think, I don't think you're getting any new followers here. Sorry, Eric. He's the whole that's reason okay. I bought a headset. <laughs> is, is that so? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I just meant like I wanted to start making YouTube content, and then he was doing. I got it. You. I was like, I was like, dude. Well, if he can do it, I can do it too. It's it's yeah. That's the beauty of of the internet these days. There's so many people that have you know so many unique voices that they add into you know. It's not just NASCAR. It's just any topic, and that's why I always tell people when they're starting a channel or if they if they have an idea like I want to start a YouTube channel. It's like you gotta one be passionate about whatever it is your right. fo- subject is because otherwise you're gonna get burned out time really consuming at first. But yep. two, you gotta like find something that you're uniquely qualified to to talk about. Like I always thought my angle. Being a young fan who didn't come from a family of race fans, didn't come from a community of race fans, you know, I got my dad into NASCAR. I always thought that was my interesting, that was my point of view. My point of view is I was a college kid when I started my show um, that, you know, grew up around no NASCAR fans, but somehow still fell in love with the sport and, and got to following it all the time. And, you know, I think that's all my videos are kind of rooted in that idea. So it's kind of, that's always good. That, that, I'm glad I need a headset sponsor then if, if I'm selling headsets without even realizing it. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Just, you didn't even know. I just meant That's like cool. I, I go to a bunch of races every year. And I've what been he doing means it. is he has a big crush on you and he was asking oh about you God. all day. And he was <laughs> like, off. Eric's coming this on? Mother- oh. This motherfucker. So anyways, I meant I've been, I go to a lot of races every year. I've been going since I was like eight years old. And then I was like, oh, this guy goes to races. And then I was like, I go to a bunch of races. Why don't I talk about it? Then I met this son of a bitch over here, and now we're like buds. So you know we got we are buds. I went and on. hung out with him in Atlanta. We had a great time. Oh, that's our motorsports. I'm that's soon our to whole, come to Texas. That's our angle. It's a little bit different than yours, Eric. Um, and me and Eric have. I mean, I would consider ourselves friends. Mm-hmm. You helped get me started in all this. Um, you've been to my apartment. You've met my wife, my dog. Uh, but I feel like we we do have different kind of like audiences or different routes a little bit. Whereas like. I'm the like overweight redneck drinking beer. You're you're the you're, you're I, I think speak to like the newer audience a little bit better than I do. 
Perhaps. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I necessarily think of myself. I, I, I like I like the, this new tag you've got for me as the godfather of YouTube. Yeah, the godfather of NASCAR YouTube. I'll coin yeah. that. I'll coin that. I like Dakota, that. Yeah, Dakota brought it up, and I was like, he kind of is, yeah. Because I remember when you first came on, you were already big, but you weren't nearly as big as you are. What was it? Like, who was it? Like, Real Radman? He was... Mm-hmm. He was pretty big at the time. There was yeah. I remember watching ones. his old videos. I remember yeah. like watching Eric Set video and it had like 300 views. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's got a lot of views. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days <laughs> years years ago. Yeah. Now he's famous and uh but not too famous to still come on this little podcast, and oh, that's why we yeah, love you. Absolutely here. not. No. Yeah. It's always good to talk racing, you know, with and then meeting new people and and hearing their thoughts about uh about the sport. No. Hey, that's the whole thing. You introduced me to uh, Rusty Walrus, and he's going to be coming on the show next week. Uh, so I still Good talk dude. to him all the time. Yeah, I love Rusty. That, I can't, I call him the most positive person in NASCAR. He's so wholesome, man. He's, he's so wholesome and positive. He's I'm so the godfather. Like, he's the fun dad of yeah, NASCAR. Yeah, yeah like big time. That's, yeah. that's one thing I always talk about is like, you know, the one little good part of Twitter is and NASCAR is like – how many friends and how other all these right. other people across the country that like the same sport I do, and we can all talk about it. And I'm, I've literally make friends all across the country just because I like NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's how, that's how my my whole deal is. Now I do a yeah. stream once a week with a guy from Tennessee, another dude from Vegas, and another yeah. guy from Northern Illinois. We're all over the <laughs> damn place, but we yeah. all love NASCAR, and that's how, like we, exactly. how we how we come together. together. Yeah, yeah, we'll all have yeah. to go to a race sometime. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. So anybody that doesn't watch Eric's content already, uh, do you want to like give a plug, tell your stuff? I just doubt anybody doesn't. Yeah, sorry. I mean, no, I, there's, <laughs> there's always the chance. There's always the surprise. I'm looking at like the chat on YouTube. It's a couple names I don't know that I recognize, but uh, yeah, I'm Eric Step. My show is Out of the Groove on YouTube. You can find it. I post almost every day, uh, especially when there's so many you know, wild things like Bristol Dirt and you know other major news stories. Chicago Street Course in my head right now. Like just whenever you say out of the groove, your theme song comes into my head. It's pretty catchy. So if you want to get a new song stuck in your head, check me out at YouTube out of the groove. You'll find me. You'll find my beautiful face popped up on your screens and don't be afraid to click on it. And instead of the, what was it? The Jeff Gluck um, was the race good. Yes or no. I got the groovy gauge. I like the groovy gauge. That's the best one. That's the, honestly, I might just start like using your, not stealing it, but just whatever you say, like, all right, I'll be like, by the way, Eric's groovy gauge said this, this is what we think about it. So I might start incorporating that. Yeah. yeah, I gave, I gave my groovy gauge score before I came on the show here tonight. Uh, You probably guys probably haven't had the chance to watch the episode, but you know, I do a scale of zero to 100, 100 being super duper groovy. So uh, I'll start with you, Dakota. What was, what would be your score for what you saw of the Bristol dirt race? Can we do halves or is it all one number? I mean, you can like 47 and a half. Like that's a little specific, but I was going to say, all right, forget it. Just fuck whatever. Seven, <laughs> seven out seven out of 10 or is it out Pretty of hundreds? Good. Uh, whatever. It's, it's all scalable. <laughs> that works. All right. Seven out of 10. I give it seven out of 10. I would go eight out of 10. And here's why. Um, I I give it an eight just because I was pleasantly surprised. Like I was not expecting anything going into this race. I was, honestly was expecting it not to be that good. And the fact that I was really entertained and NASCAR was willing to try something completely different. And it was just a good race at the end of the day. I think that bumps it up like a solid point just because it was way better than I expected. So mm-hmm. I'll go eight out of 10. 
Pretty good, both positive. Well, spoiler, I gave it an 85 out of 100. And I agree with what okay. you said right there is, is that it's, you know, I applaud NASCAR, a big company in a world where a lot of big companies are afraid to take real risks, real gambles. I applaud them for taking a risk. You know, this race could have gone, been disastrous, could have made NASCAR the laughing stock of the motorsports or even just the sports world. As it was, especially for a first time outing, a, an experiment of sorts, I thought it went fairly smoothly. And since they've already announced they're going to do it again in a year, I think they have a really dense notebook to go back and refer to. This worked, this yeah. didn't work. So I, I honestly think it went really well, and I had fun. I wish Suarez could have held on and pulled it off. That would have really that put it over the edge too. for me. But yeah, that would have been huge. But it was it was still even good Ricky to see new faces. I mean, just to, yeah, yeah. When's the last time we've seen him win? Oh, heck, I mean, even if, crazy. If Denny had put the bumper to Logano, we'd gotten sort of like a Martinsville 2018 yeah. finish. Like, I would have been yeah that would have been great yeah it's still good well there we go we got the official groovy gauge score here on the Mm -hmm. show i'm i'm excited i'm just gonna like promote this and call it out of the groove and just completely steal everything and be like absolutely on it i don't know what you want me to say (laughs) um yeah eric thanks so much for coming on everybody thanks for having me Awesome Bristol shirt. There you go. Yeah, Eric, I'm a little disappointed. I was like, he might wear my Cherry Gaten shirt. He didn't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, st- I still have it, though. But, yeah. yeah. He's no, lying. He's didn't lying. Even think about it. No, I do. <laughs> I, I know exactly where it is. I'm just playing. Dakota, I bought you the same one, so you better. I think it, it well, shrunk a little bit. One some... of the times I put in the dryer. Mine so... shrunk, too. So yeah. everybody be careful. If you buy my shirt, <laughs> I'm just going to warn you. Yeah, send I a double XL. I don't personally make them. I apologize. Hey, it was good for a while. It, it took. It was after, like, the 20th wash or something. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. After on a me. while. Hey, this one's still pretty good. I bought this, like, a year ago. This I mean, that looks fantastic. No, for sure. So yeah, everybody go buy my merch. Uh, yeah, if you if you're new to Chairgate and hope you stay around, we are just two drunk idiots that talk about NASCAR. Not quite as intelligent as Eric, but sometimes but way more entertaining. Yeah, Eric, sometimes it's while funny. we got you on, are, what races are you going to this year? If you're going to any- okay, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, we're, I'm going to see you in Austin, so I know that yeah, that so- Coda. The next one I'm for sure going to is Coda. Maybe we'll sneak somewhere else before then, but probably not. And then uh, Nashville Super Speedway. I got plans to be there for sure. Whoa. I just bought my Nashville tickets last week. Big. Right, and then meet up and say hi. This could be fantastic. It's going to be like a traveling circus. Eric, I understand if you don't want to meet up with Dakota, by the way. I know. I, I no, called it a traveling super- circus. We love circuses. That's yeah. all wow. stuff. Just I'll forget it. No, Dakota is actually a great person to meet up at a race. He is very energetic. Hey. I'm I was looking for the guy in the in the Harvick shirt, spawn from a mile away. Harvick fans yeah. are weird at races. I've, I've always found that. I am not your normal Harvick fan. <laughs> He's the youngest <laughs> Harvick fan I've seen in a race. Yeah, right. I'm yeah, OG. Just, I'm OG, baby. I'm OG. It's like 50 year old guys like going like, yeah. Yeah, on. I was gonna say Harvick fans are always the ones who like stand up every stand time up Harvick comes this. by and like point him by the no, track. No. Yes, like every lap. I'm like, Why? yes, exactly. Thank There's you. There's a lot You're of bandwagoners. That said There's that. a yeah. lot of bandwagoners. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know why. I'm, yeah, 20, I'm seems, 29 days. Seems to be the Harvick fan. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right, me. Eric. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Dakota, for thanks me. for finally showing up since you ran late. Sorry, some nope. of us work, <laughs> cutting you some off. Of us nope. work hard. Um, yeah, Eric, thanks for coming on. Let me know if you ever want me back on, which I understand if you don't. But, um, yeah. We'll take Dakota, actually. We want none. <laughs> hey, hit me up. Honestly, dude. you should. That's we probably need better. I'm, we'll I'm more Harvard fans on the show. Yeah, honestly, that's probably I didn't a bring up Kevin now. one freaking time during this whole thing. He was in <laughs> like just, 18 it's just all over you. Yeah, it's he just literally, like, you're literally, sponsored by him. I messaged Matt. I was like, hey, what are you wearing so I don't look stupid? And I was like, fuck it, I'm wearing my Kevin shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we immediately rip on him the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Eric. Thanks for coming on. Uh, hey, it we'll was great, see you all on Wednesday with – who are we having on? Cody Connor, the race yes. the race car driver. Cody Connor. Wednesday night. We'll be on Wednesday night. We'll see you all then. Peace.